everybody, welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite. Today on my right, we have Gianni. He is making over $15,000 monthly with his ATM business. And recently he joined ATM together to, um, and that company essentially helps uh, people start their ATM business and their Bitcoin ATM business. So dude, thank you so much for hopping on the show. Absolutely, man. First time in Vegas, first time on a podcast. Let's kill it. Dude, if it's your first time in Vegas, you're doing it right. Because especially at a podcast like this, that's like, you know, it's a good memory. Absolutely, man. So to make it. So, you know, before ATMs, what were you what, what, what were you doing before then? That is a great question, man. Um, so, you know, I, I grew up a typical childhood Northeast. I'm one of the few East Coast guys from New York. Yeah. And, uh, you know, always played sports. I was raised by my grandparents who came from an immigrant background. So yep. they came to this country, worked hard, nine to five. You know how immigrants are. So that kind of built like that work ethic in me. But I always, you know, figured there was more out there. So kind of towards the end of high school, I was in community college, right? You know, yeah. couldn't afford to, to get the, <laughs> the nicer colleges with the toga parties and all that. So I actually ended up joining the United States Marine Corps at that time. Yeah. I was 19. So when I joined the Marines, um, you know, nobody joins the military to, to be rich, right? So I uh, did my dues at about nine years in the Marines. Wow. Yeah, got out as a sergeant. I had a deployment to Afghanistan. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff over there. Uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. And after that, man, I was just bouncing around from job to job. When you're in the military, the number one thing they tell you is, hey, while you're here, don't worry, you can get a job anywhere. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So I uh, was bouncing around from job to job, anywhere from Home Depot to detailing cars. I was working security for some uh, corporate organizations. Yep. Just basically bouncing around, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, similar to everybody else, blowing my money. Yeah, yeah. So at that time, uh, you know, I just, I, I knew I needed to make a change. I didn't know what, but I knew I had to change, change it up because I just couldn't live paycheck to paycheck and legit by the time the weekend would come. And if I would go to a bar, I'd, you know, I'd be broke. Right, right. And how long ago was this? This was six years ago. Okay, got it. So within that six-year time frame, what ended up happening? What ended up changing for you? Yeah, so I kept looking at different investments, right? So I got into real estate. This is before the market went like crazy. Right now, I couldn't even buy a property if I wanted to, if the interest rates and yeah. how sky high it is. But I got in at a good time, right? So I had my first uh, real estate investment property. It was going good, right? Everything was going great. I, I thought I made it, you know? Yep. I felt great. Uh, corona hit. Oh, fuck yeah, yep. So you already know, tenants stop paying. <laughs> so, yeah. So here I go, you know, I'm making my little passive income, which was great. You know, the mortgage was being paid off and I was getting about a thousand a month. Couldn't really beat it. Corona hits, they stopped paying. So my exit plan was, hey, I bought it at a low, sold at a high, kind of doubled my money. So now I'm sitting on, you know, a couple bucks. Yeah. Doing pretty good. Not going to complain. Definitely a lot better uh, where I was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, just bouncing from job to job. So at that point, I actually got, um, you know, uh, became a first responder. So kind of continuing from the military, yeah. the first responder field. And, uh, you know, uh, similar similar stuff, man. I thought I made it, and I got humbled real quick. So I went from making a couple grand a week as a first responder to that being cut down to, you know, a couple hundred. By a yeah. couple hundred, like, yeah. So that took a big hit on me, man. And, I, you know, I realized I had to stop trading my time for money. Yeah. And 
my cousin actually owns a nightclub. So while I was in the nightclub, you know, kind of shooting the shit with him, I noticed a gentleman comes in with a bag of money. You don't really see that every single day. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of piqued my interest. Now, I notice he goes over to the ATM, right? ATM is a $10 surcharge. Damn. Yeah. Uh, let's just say it's a, you know, a pretty high-end nightclub. Yeah. Where a lot of dollar bills get tossed. Right, right. You could imagine. <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, you know, I, I always thought you had to be a bank to own an ATM. I didn't know you could own it as, you know, a private citizen, if you will. Yeah. So I asked my cousin, I'm like, what's the deal with the ATM? He's like, oh, yeah, this, this guy, um, he owns an ATM company, and, you know, he loads it and all that. So, of course, me being nosy, I go over, stick my card in, see the $10 surcharge, hit cancel really quick, right? <laughs> yep, yep. And, uh, you know, I, I just sat at the bar, and I was like, you know what? Let me do some quick numbers. So I was there from 8 to about 10. About 50 people use the ATM. Oh, shit. Yeah. So if you're a numbers guy, you know, that's that right there is like my paycheck, what I'm making right now yeah. at, my, at my job. So that got my wheels turning. So I go and I get my first ATM. And once again, I'm on my high horse. I got my ATM in my garage. Don't, don't know what I'm doing with it. I don't have a mentor. Don't have any type of structure. And there's a lot of questions that I had about the ATM business that I know now that at that moment I didn't know exactly what it was. So not to bore you guys with some of the background uh, on it, but there's a thing called processing yeah. with ATMs. At that moment, my processor was taking about half of my surcharge. Holy crap. Yeah. And anytime I had any issues, remember, I'm a newbie. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a mentor. And this guy's basically, you know, using me. Yeah. So, um, you know, anytime I'd call him with any issue, the guy's like in Aruba this is in Queens. I, I'd go to his office. He's never there. I'm getting the runaround. Yep. So unbeknownst to me at the same time over on the West Coast, we got uh, Paul and Getum. They already did all that, and they started up ATM together. Yeah. So when I told Paul, I was like, yo, I'm getting half of my surcharge off my ATMs taken by this processor. He was like, dude, <laughs> come on. What are you doing? You got to come over with me. Yeah. So I went over with him. I was one of his first clients, actually. Yeah. So I hit it off. I started with one ATM with Paul and Getum, and then I slowly started getting, you know, quality locations and started building up my ATM fleet. Yeah. Literally to the point where I was making four times what I was at my regular salary job for a fraction of the time. Right. And how long did it take you to get to that point where you were, like, already making more than your job? So it's all about locations, similar yeah. to real estate. So once I started finding my little niche and with uh, Paul and Getum's help, I'm kind of getting those premium locations. Yeah. Um, it's basically limitless to what you can make. So it took me within that same year yeah. to be making over what I was making in my regular nine to five. Yeah, that's really good, dude. Yeah, you can't you can't beat it for baseball bat, man. Yeah. It, it, that's well, awesome. How lucrative is the ATM business? Because when you were talking about the first first time you ever saw somebody with an ATM kind of like, you know, filling in the cash and stuff like that was at a nightclub. And you said within two hours, there was 50 people that utilized that ATM. And at $10 a surcharge, I'm assuming that's like 5000 bucks, right? Or something like that that they ended up making. I don't know. Um, and so, like, you know, that seems incredibly lucrative you know, right. right there. Absolutely. How did you end up? You were like, okay, this is exactly what I want to keep, you know, doing and stuff like that. Because, you know, you ended up working with Paul and, and, and get him. But, you know, what, what made you continue to continuously get more? 
I'll be straight up with you, man. I'm greedy. Once I started getting that <laughs> money in, I was like, hey, if I could replicate this and now get right one location, I'm making uh, 500 in just a single night. Yeah. And then keep replicating with more locations. Now, keep in mind that nightclub, that's a, a golden goose egg, right? Yeah. You're not going to find that everywhere. Right. You know, being totally transparent here. Yeah. But even some locations that are making three to 500, if I'm only making a couple hundred bucks at my job, where I got to go in every day, you know, I hate dealing with the people there and it's just, you know, causing me such agita and I could make that just drinking, you know, my coffee, filling them up and yep. the ATM's good to go and just update my app, see how much money's going in, hits my account. Dude, well, what do you do during the spare time? Because if you, you know, all, all you got to do is just change up the, the, the money or like, you know, replace it. What are you doing? Just chilling? Uh, well, besides that, man, right? Netflix, Netflix and chill, right? Yeah. But, uh, besides all that good stuff, um, what I do, man, is my job was actually taking a toll on my health. Yeah. So I was working long hours, eating crappy fried food. Yep. And just not taking care of my um, health and my mental health as well. So I started getting back in the gym, right? And just started really working out, reading a lot more um, books and stuff like that, uh, mental health-wise. Yeah. And just really um, starting to broaden my horizons. Because now once I had the ATM company up and running, and I already did the hard part with the help of Paul and Getum, yep. I now could open up to different avenues, right? So I'm now using my assets with the ATMs to continue buying more real estate mm. and getting into crypto. So you're diversifying now. Absolutely. Yeah. So just using one asset to pay for another asset. Super, super smart. Um, so I know you said you're, you're diving into real estate and crypto. Um, is it like both at the same time or is there like a priority with one of them? Whenever I see a good deal, man, I'll never turn <laughs> away a good deal. So if I see a good real estate deal, a little bit harder to find right now, yeah, I'll definitely jump into it. But with, uh, the crypto market, whenever no one's talking about it and whenever crypto's low, that's when you want to jump in. Right. If you're getting a haircut and your barber's telling you about some crypto that's, you know, going up five, 500 X. It's already too late. The rocket, yeah. the rocket's already gone, man. Yeah, you gotta 100%. get in early. Once the mass knows, it's like it's already. You know, yeah, you should not. You should not move forward. That's what I always tell people, man. If you're at Thanksgiving and your cousin that uh, <laughs> goes out, uh, you know, after eating comes back with bloodshot eyes, is telling you about a crypto, you gotta be like, it's already too late, man. If you know about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, how long did it take you to kind of get to this point of like uh, of you know making? $15,000 a month in just ATMs. Like how long did it take you to kind of build? So it took me about three years. And remember, um, at first when I started, I was getting used yep. by the processor. It was taking about half, no real mentorship. Once I linked up with a proper structure, all I had to do was replicate. Yeah. And the good thing about the ATM business is that you own the ATM. If mm, the location yep. doesn't do good, you own the ATM. You simply just move it and put it in another, in another location. Yeah. Have you had to do that before? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you think a location is going to do good. And if it doesn't, hey, um, you know, you just tell the business owner, hey, unfortunately, for whatever reason, wasn't doing good. You find another spot for it. And the next spot could be your golden goose egg where you're making 500 plus yeah. a month. But the good thing compared to real estate is, being completely honest here, my property was uh, basically like kind of a trap house kind of in the worst <laughs> part of the, na yeah. the neighborhood now i could move my real estate i that's could move true. my atms yeah that's true absolutely and how do you determine when it's not working well like how do you know if it's like hey this just this you know place is not going to work well right so i'll take anything where i'm making at least 200 
And uh, so, some guys won't. They're a little bit greedier, but I'll take the low-lying fruit. And you have to remember, for every location that could be making you 200 or 300 there's others out there. Yeah. Especially, as you know, we have dispensaries coming online. Yeah. They don't have credit card processing machines because they're not federally regulated. Yep. And uh, just some free game out there for everybody. The dispensary owners cannot own the ATM in their business. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought not, they all owned free them. game. Yeah, I, I thought they all owned them. Because, you know, in every dispensary, there's an ATM there, right? Because you have to have it. Yeah. It's actually illegal for them to own uh, because of issues. Obviously, it's a cash-only business. Yeah. So the government's concerned about, like, money laundering. So for that reason, mm. the owner cannot own it. That's fucking smart, dude. Yeah, man. I already see you. You're already like, hey, man, I'm about to hit <laughs> I'm up like, my I guy. know if you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I see you, man. Um, okay, cool. So, like, I'm, you know, there's some of that stuff, like, hacks that m- many people probably don't know about like right. that, right? What would you say is another one that kind of, like, really moved the needle? Like, I think location-wise, it's like figuring out a number. You said, hey, if it's not making anywhere of this or whatever, then I got to move it, right? Right. Um, what are some maybe locations that people should be thinking about? that will be golden gooses. Absolutely, man. And I'm sure everyone's going to real, realize this when I mention it. Uh, do you remember when we were all out buying lotto tickets? $2 yeah. billion dollar lotto. Yeah. Now, depending on what state you are, you could only purchase lotto tickets with cash. Yeah. Obviously, what do they need to get the cash? Most people don't have cash on them. Yeah, yeah. They're going to need to use your ATM. So places that sell lottery, uh, especially in New York um, and other states, you could only purchase via cash. Yeah. Now, uh, let's say you're getting a haircut. This is how I got another one of my locations. Every time I went to get a haircut and I'd ask the owner, hey, where's the ATM around here? He'd send me like on a Crash Bandicoot mission yep. to find the ATM. We've all been there, yep. right? Cash only spot. And uh, if you hear a guy say that, perfect spot right there. Right, right. Because, yeah, because barbershops get a ton of foot traffic. Exactly. Know? They get a ton of foot traffic. And uh, with... Uh, all the apps like Venmo, Cash App, anything over six hundred is getting they reported. Report. Yeah, they exactly. Also, the, those those things also take a percentage too. You know, like they if, take they take your percentage, and also if somebody does a chargeback where they're like, "Hey, my card got stolen," especially yeah. at hair salons for all you ladies out there. I know it's like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Yeah. So somebody could report the card stolen, and now the owner is going to get that deducted out of their account. Yeah. And then um, also with credit cards or you just, you know, when you pay in card in general, it's like 2.5% uh, for like the merchant processing fee, you know? So it makes sense to have some cash only businesses. Exactly. And that's where you come into play. N- n- let me ask you, when you, when you include these ATMs and in those locations, are you negotiating with the business owner to also give them maybe a split of the profits? So it all depends, right? So remember the way you always want to pitch it is we're providing an amenity that is not only going to help drive foot traffic and spending within their business, but they don't have to lift a finger. Yeah. So if they if the business owner mentions commission, then we could work from there. Right. But right. if they don't, once again, a free game out there, guys, then, hey, we're providing a service, and obviously uh, they're going to appreciate that. They lower their tax footprint, and like you brought up, sure. which is really good for their credit card processing, they actually have to pay Visa, MasterCard. If they're getting cash, they don't have to pay that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's super, uh, super, super smart. So what are your future plans in terms of uh, the ATM business? Yeah, man. So um, got a really big uh, franchise that I recently landed, 80 Dunkin' Donuts locations in the New York, Connecticut kind of tri-state region. Yeah. 
So I've been installing them. You guys could actually see that on my Instagram, which I'm sure you'll get later. Yeah. Uh, I've been installing them at the locations. And if we look at it, they're 24-7 Dunkin' Donuts, no drive-thrus in New York City. So, you know, we got it locked down. What a gem, dude. Yeah. And it all comes from networking, man, from our actual location finders that um, from ATM Together, they found me a location. And once you're in the ATM game, everyone knows you as an ATM guy. So you start getting a lot of referrals. That's true. So the business owner, they're all in each other's circles and stuff. He was like, hey, I got a guy that owns a few Dunkin' Donuts. When he said a few, I thought he meant like <laughs> two or three. Yeah, yeah. I go out, I'm having dinner with this guy. He's like, uh, great, I like the sound of everything. Um, here's a list of them. And he had, and he had how many again? 80. 80? Yeah, that's fucking insane. Dude. dude, so he sends me the list on, on an email. I'm like, damn, you just could have t- told it to me face to face. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, how much are we talking here? So I'm like, whatever. I open up the email. I got 80 locations, man. Yeah, just all ready for you to kind of input your your ATM. Already contract signed. Yeah. Um, I got the ATMs uh, coming in and just placing them. And once again, uh, just keep expanding from there. I got about 40 today with the 80. It'll bring me over triple digits. And the thing with this business is it's really limitless. Yeah. You know, on how many ATMs you could have. Yeah. And how did you end up finding that one Golden Goose? Because that's a for sure Golden Goose, right? The franchise that has a ton of locations. That simply came from a referral? A straight up referral, man. Because once you have that um, good rapport with business owners, yeah, you know, even business owners that have to move the ATM, I always end it good. I'm like, hey, man, it didn't work out in the future. If it does or if you get another location, let me know. So I always keep that door open for communication. Yeah. And just by having that good rapport, they know, one, I'm a good guy. I have good business. And that they're going to, um, you know, kind of like if you had a, a cousin, that maybe wasn't, you know, the best guy for a job. You're not going to throw your name out there yeah. for him because you know you're going to get roasted. When <laughs> yeah. he gets fired, then they're going to be like, yo, man, come on. Yeah. So they know I have good business practices, right? I have um, the background structure of ATM together that supports me throughout the whole way. Yeah. And I could, you know, provide the service for them, and I'm straight up with them, man, and that's all they want. They're, they're business guys. They just want straight-up answers. They don't want to beat around the bush. Yeah. Dude, and that's life-changing money, right? Especially uh, right now and then alongside that, you know, the extra 80 that you're about to get. Absolutely, man. It's definitely uh, life-changing, and you definitely got to know what to do with it, right? Yeah. So you just can't go out splurging on stuff, and I'm definitely going to be reinvesting it in different assets. I know um, some of our guys touched on the, the BTMs that launched out there, so yep. I'm definitely getting a couple of those. Yeah, that real estate. Anything else that you plan on getting into? Yeah, man. Um, just keep expanding the the ATM business, get into the real estate. I, I know, like everybody else, we're waiting for the interest rates to drop. Let's yeah. see if they ever do. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, yeah. And uh, yeah, the BTMs, man, with the crypto. Um, right now, no one's really talking about crypto Mm-mm. because the price is low. But once again, it's fertile ground right now because there's not a lot of those Bitcoin ATMs out there. Yeah. So right now, you can get those good locations. Just like I was able to find the Dunkin' Donuts locations, you could find a gas station franchise that doesn't have them because yeah. I'll go around and I notice a lot of locations don't have Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, this is, you know, aside from the ATMs, this is more BTMs. Like, uh, do you see that when, you know, maybe crypto goes up or something like that, that there's going to be a lot of surge in people wanting to use these, you know, Bitcoin ATMs? Because right now, like you said, nobody's talking about it. Exactly. That's because it's low. That's because there's not too many, you know, there's not too many things happening. Other than, you know, what happened with uh, FTX. But aside from that, it's like when the hype does come back, because it's going to come back, do you think you'll see a big surge in a lot of people using those Bitcoin ATMs? 
Absolutely, and that's a really good question. And the data, I'm sure you remember, about a year ago, you could put like 10 bucks in Doge. By the time you finish your lunch, it was like 100 bucks. Yeah. Everyone was going crazy putting their money in it. And a Bitcoin ATM is the only way to put hard cash, right? Cash in your hand and convert it into crypto. Yeah. So somebody has got a, a couple bucks in their pocket or, you know, maybe they, they win a bet or something. They're looking to put it into crypto. That's the only way to do it. Damn. Because, yeah. And, and I agree, dude. I think, like, when the time comes and when people are saying, again, it's going up, it's going high, they're going to want to invest. And for people that don't know how to use exchanges or maybe for, you know, some of the elderly, elderly folk, they're going to use those Bitcoin ATMs. And so it's just a no-brainer, right? Not only for you, but for clients, like, it's clear that it changed your life, right? The ATM stuff. Absolutely. And with the Bitcoin ATMs, it's going to be even bigger because right now, fertile territory. You know, I work predominantly at a, a New York tri-state area. Yeah. If you guys go down there, check out Rockefeller and all that, you see an ATM on every block. Yeah. You yeah. don't see a lot of Bitcoin ATMs out there. And, uh, you know, um, it's getting opened up in more states. And as it, uh, it starts hitting everybody, because right now only about 3% of people even utilize crypto. That grows every year. Yeah. So it's fertile territory. A lot of people call it the gold rush, modern day gold rush. I agree. I agree. So what are your plans in the next, like I'd say, five to 10 years? Um, you know, once you kind of have you know, the 80 locations and then you also have some Bitcoin ATMs, you also have some real estate. What's your goal? So my goal with that is obviously I've been successful with that. And uh, Paul and Getham, remember, we're going to go back to the beginning of the story there. I was one of their first clients. Yeah. And now I'm actually helping new clients uh, uh, start their entrepreneurial businesses, whether it be with uh, ATMs. And we're going to be doing the BTMs, which we actually just launched this month. Yeah. So um, it gives me a sense of fulfillment because I just started maybe about a month ago, man. Yeah. Damn. And yeah, I know, right? I just got the polo. It's still brand new. <laughs> part of the team. But um, yeah, just with the um, people that I've talked to so far, 400 $500, $600, man, that's life-changing for yeah. some people. That's a car note. Yeah. And that's just off one ATM. So as it obviously starts scaling, is where we start hitting the money. So I could definitely show them, hey, if I could do it, you could do it. I'm no different than you guys out there. You know, I started from nothing, coming from a you know military background and all that. We're literally we're working 24/7, getting paid you know a couple pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And uh, you know, just where I am today, everyone else could do it if I can. There's no difference. In in that program, who succeeds the most? Like, because you're speaking to them, right? You're helping them out. They they know you. You've told them about your story, like. You were literally in their shoes. Exactly. You know? And I told them that when I talked to them, I'm like, look, man, three years ago, I didn't even know you could own an ATM. <laughs> yeah. When I found out, it felt like the golden, uh, in Willy Wonka, when the kid gets a, a golden ticket. Yep, yep. You know, I'm trying not to tell people about it. I'm trying to get everything in line. So I was like, I tr trust me, I know how it is, man. Yeah. And how did, like, because you have that experience, and I think, you know, that's relatively recent. Three years ago is not, not too far, not too far off. No, it's it's not that long ago, man. Absolutely not. So does that help you um, kind of like either inspire them or help them achieve that transformation? Yeah, absolutely. Because when I get off of, um, a call with a lot of the, our um, prospects that are looking to get into the ATM business, uh, they'll message me afterwards, man. Yeah. And they're just like, wow, that was really inspiring and, and motivating. Because I tell them, I'm like, hey, I'm no different than you are, man. I started with one ATM. Once you know how to do one, like I was told by uh, Paul and Getham, you can do 100. Yeah. You know, all, all you're doing is replicating what you did with the first one. So if you have one ATM location, making anywhere from two to $500 uh, dollars a month, 
there's no saying you can't have a second, a third, a fourth, and so on. Yeah. Damn. And, uh, you know, I, I think, like, being part of that team, I think it's just going to – you guys are going to grow, you know, but, you know, immensely. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I'm part of the team. And, uh, yeah, I'm sky's the limit from here. And just really looking forward to what the future holds. Cool, dude. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Where can people find you? Absolutely, guys. So you could actually reach me on my Instagram. It's going to be Capo, C-A-P-O, Gianni, G-I-A-N-N-I, Santino, S-A-N-T-I-N-O. That's on Instagram. Uh, you'll probably see me at Dunkin' Donuts getting some of the free <laughs> coffee. That's the best part of having the locations, right? They always hook you up. Yep, yep. And uh, you could also go on atmtogether.com. Uh, you could find my information there, my email and all that. I always have my phone on me, man. Uh, people DM me all the time, uh, and I'll be free, uh, available and free to answer any questions you guys might have about starting an ATM business. And, uh, yeah, always willing and able to help, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. You guys are good people, you know? Absolutely, brother. We so, appreciate it. I think that's important in any business. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man.